We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to give you one of the best summaries of critical theory and critical race theory and how pervasive it is in your local schools that you've ever heard. It comes from a professor from Clemson University by the name of Bradley Thompson. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Critical theory is a topic that just keeps coming up over and over and over again. I've talked about it several times on this show. You know that. Now, critical theory is an umbrella for critical race theory. As you know, I've talked about the fact that critical theory comes from a communist ideology in the Frankfurt School that was driven by several leaders decades ago. One of them is Marcuse. And Marcuse set the stage for turning the Marxist conflict from one of economic struggle between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. In other words, those with lesser economic means rise up, struggle against, and overthrow those people that do have the money, the resources, and the economic power. That's Marxist theory of economic conflict. There's this constant battle between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. The bourgeoisie, those with economic means, the proletariat, those that don't. And that all of human relationships and all of human history is driven by this conflict. And that the proletariat must must rise up and overthrow those people that are oppressing them economically. Now, this is classic Marxism, but what we have today is this neo-Marxist movement of critical theory. Critical theory recognizes that, well, you know, that, that fight that we were having with capitalism didn't end all that well for us because, you know what, when you look at the actual facts and data, capitalistic societies actually seem to do better than communist societies. People in capitalistic societies such as America and many of the countries in Western Europe, those people are actually finding economic success in greater proportion than what we hoped for. So let's move the target. Let's stop talking about economic conflict. Let's start talking about racial conflict. Let's shift the Marxist argument from the conflict between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat to the conflict between whites and blacks, whites and Hispanics, whites and Asians, whites and indigenous peoples. Let's start focusing on whiteness The color of a person's skin as being the equivalent of and synonymous with racism itself. This is the nature of critical theory, and this is 
critical race theory to its core. So on today's show, I'm going to share with you an essay that I recently read by a professor at Clemson whose name is C. Bradley Thompson, and he has one of the best summaries of critical theory, critical race theory, and how pervasive it is in your local schools that I've ever read. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. This essay that I want to share with you today, and I'm going to go through it very fast, excuse me. I will go through this very fast. Um, If I get to the end and I don't have time to cover everything I want, I may do a follow-up tomorrow on this, so just FYI. The essay is titled, The CRT Industrial Complex. It's in a substack that's authored by C. Bradley Thompson, and he's a professor at Clemson. This guy's a hero because I'm sure he's probably getting beat, beaten up by his, uh, his colleagues because he stands alone. Just by definition, he's one of the few that has the courage, the spine, the intellectual integrity, the moral fortitude to actually challenge the, the common thought of the day, the accepted narrative of the day, and that is that critical theory is the gospel truth. Critical race theory is something that everybody needs to embrace. That's what you're being taught in your local universities today, and that's the reason it's pervasive throughout your local schools. I'll get into that in a minute. So, again, the title of the essay is The CRT Industrial Complex. Now, here's here's basically what he says. He wants to tell us that we need to remind ourselves that critical race theory is pervasive, And we also need to remind ourselves of its core principles and what they are. Critical race theory assumes that racism is more than just bigoted ideas and actions of a particular individual. No, that's not what racism is. It's not just one individual looking at others and um, judging them by virtue of the color of their skin or the way they look, judging them negatively. That's not racism anymore. No. It's not just the bigoted ideas of a, of a bigot, an individual who is being unfair to other people because of the way they look and holding himself up to being superior because of the way he looks. No, that's not racism any longer. It's not the actions of a particular individual. It's built into the fabric of all of American society. All of our social, political, legal, and economic institutions are racist by definition. That's what critical race theory teaches. Now, when I'm going through this stuff, stop and think about it. If all of America's social, political, legal, and economic institutions are racist by definition, what does that say of our Declaration of Independence? What does that say of the Federalist Papers? What does that say of our own Constitution? Well, I can tell you what it says. The critical race theory proponents believe that all those things are Racist by definition, because all of America's fabric, everything, our historical fabric, our historic um, documents, our seminal documents, our founding fathers, were racist by definition, and therefore everything that they produced is laden with racism. Everything. It's built in to the DNA of all of American white people. So if you're white, By definition, you're racist. Every thought, every action, every relationship and interaction with anyone else 
Everything that white people do is racist by definition, according to critical race theory. In fact, as I told you yesterday, the Seattle School District has recently redefined racism. They actually have done this. They've redefined racism to be whiteness. So whiteness is synonymous with racism, and racism is synonymous with whiteness. It has nothing to do with what type of person you are, what type of ideas you hold. It has nothing to do with the actions that you actually engage in. It is solely driven by the color of your skin. If you're white, you're racist. And if you're racist, you're white. It's whiteness. That's what racism is, according to Seattle Public Schools. So by virtue of being white, you are racist. So they talk about white privilege. It's everywhere in America, they say. The antidote to white privilege is that critical race theory's proponents want us to engage in what they call anti-racism. So you can't say, I'm not racist. You have to be engaged in anti-racism, which means you need to write about it, speak about it. You need to confess your own racism, regardless of whether you have ever had a racist thought in your, in your, in your mind or ever committed a racist act. You need to uh, confess your whiteness, and then you need to engage in the battle against whiteness. So when they say anti-racism, they mean anti-whiteness. Again, that's by definition, according to the Seattle public school system. Um, this this is a it's an active fight. It's not just an intellectual engagement. This is an active fight, and that's why social emotional learning, SEL, and these other movements within your public schools are all tied into this because part of the curriculum, part of the assignment for your children is to come up with ways to engage in social action and social change. All sounds nice, but when you start defining the terms, you'll see that it's heavily laden and directly driven by Marcusean, neo-Marxist class conflict. Us against them, you against me, blacks against whites, uh, LGBTQIA against cisgender normative thinking. That's all built into the system. So some other corollary principles of critical race theory include these types of things. First, there's a rejection of concepts such as objectivity and truth. They claim that those are white constructs. So if you talk about truth being true with a capital T, if you talk about the objectivity of natural law, common sense, of a moral good, that there is such a thing as an objective moral standard, and that there is truth out there to be found, not constructed. If you talk that way, then by definition, your whiteness is showing, and you therefore are a racist. Knowledge and truth are relative. They're not objective standards in the mind of critical race theorists, critical race theorists or critical theorists. Again, I'm going to repeat that. That's a big one. Concepts such as objectivity and truth are white constructs and therefore need to be discarded. Everything's relative. Everything's subjective. Truth-bearing and reality-oriented subjects such as math and science must be racist by definition. Now, that is a frightening concept because if 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4 any longer, and if that's nothing but the product of white supremacy, white privilege, 
then what does 2 plus 2 equal? Well, if it equals 3 or 5 or 25, then you tell me how you're going to design an airplane or a bridge and how safe that's going to be. Objectivity and truth with a capital T is disparaged at every turn, as laden with white privilege and racism. Second, a second core premise to critical race theory is this. The repudiation of all the core values, principles, virtues, and institutions, excuse me, I'll say that again, the repudiation of all core values, principles, virtues, and institutions associated with the West, such as equality, liberty, individual rights, private property, merit, work, personal responsibility, equal protection under the law, Neutrality, due process, federalism, freedom of speech, colorblindness, constitutionalism, separation of powers, and capitalism. All of these things are defined by critical theorists as products of white privilege. And they need to be repudiated and torn down, displaced, and replaced with something else. Now, do you really think you're going to have a free society if... Equality, liberty, individual rights, private property, merit, work, personal responsibility, equal protection under the law, neutrality, due process, federalism, freedom of speech, colorblindness, constitutionalism, separation of powers. If you really get rid of all these things, are you going to have a free society? That, that, that's a key question. Will we have freedom if critical theorists prevail? Racist values, they say, include emphasizing individualism as opposed to collectivism. And they even say this, you're a racist if you have a future time orientation, quote-unquote. So in other words, you're a racist if you plan ahead and want to be on time and get things done within a given schedule. Third, here's a third premise to critical theory and critical race theory. All the good or great stuff produced by Michelangelo, uh, uh, the European culture, um, and its uh, American offshoots um, need to just be dismissed and destroyed because racism is pervasive. It's everywhere, and it's infected everything. So Western art, uh, paintings, music, architecture, literature, philosophy, if it's West, if it's Western, if it's uh, the great books, then you need to discard them. Michelangelo, like I said, um, uh, Beethoven, Christopher Wren, Jane Austen, Aristotle, uh, they all must be abandoned and forgotten. Critical theory rejects all that is good and all that is great in Western civilization. Fourth, the demand that critical education be used to delegitimize, subvert, and overturn American society. Now, this is the key. I don't know if it's a key. It's a key. They demand that critical theory, critical education be used to delegitimize and subvert and overturn American society. This is not an exaggeration. They want to turn students into advocates and activists and change agents. They push a political agenda on your students starting at the youngest ages Critical race theory is not concerned with having students learn the great body of knowledge of Western civilization, like I just described it. They don't care about that. They don't care about the lessons of history, the several thousand years of wisdom 
and lessons that have been passed on to us by the greatest thinkers of the ages. No, critical theory's goal is to destroy all the knowledge generated by white, cisgender, heterosexual men and replace it with a kind of transformed society that works for social justice and the redistribution of the world's resources. This is their own language. I'm quoting right now from Christine Sleeter, who's an activist, an educational activist, and she says this, Critical theory is working for social justice, the redistribution of the world's resources. Education in this context is the heart of what it means to be multicultural. That's what education should all be about. So is this pervasive in your school system? You bet your bottom dollar. It's everywhere. You hear stuff about diversity, inclusion, and equity, or diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, Do you have one of those officers at your local school? I bet you do. You probably even have one of those officers at your local Christian college. Indiana Wesleyan University up in Indiana, one of the largest Christian universities in the nation, just boasted of hiring a diversity, equity, and inclusion person. Uh, They also celebrated the author on their campus of Uh, Jesus and John Wayne, which is a left-wing screed that rails against uh, toxic masculinity, strong men, uh, patriarchal leadership in our culture. This is at a Christian university. So if, if it's there, you bet your bottom dollar it's at your local public school. So you've got your federal department of education. That's the top of the political food chain. They're requiring school districts that receive federal funds to, to engage in critical race theory instruction. If you want your money, you've got to do this. Well, money talks, so every school bows the knee. To get the money, they start teaching their teachers to teach your students about systemic racism, biases, inequities, discriminatory policies and practices that are the foundation of American history. Again, I'm quoting right now. Your teachers are required to teach equity, which means equal outcomes. Uh, Rather than merit-based work, uh, no, they've got to teach equity, equal outcomes, rather than equality, meaning everybody has an equal opportunity to achieve and grow and pull themselves up by their bootstraps and reach for the American dream. No, that's white supremacy talk. That's white privilege talk. Equity is the word of the day. Now, the Federal Department of Education funded a conference in 2020 for teachers and school officials that featured a keynote speaker that was a communist activist. Bettina Love was her name, and she called for tearing down the major institutions of the United States. Racism permeates America's schools, she said, and she called for radically changing our schools, tearing down structures that hinder anti-racist education. That came out of our Department of Education. And then you've got your education schools. I've talked about the fact that I'm a graduate of two of them, Bowling Green State University and Michigan State University, which at the time were boasting, I believe, top 10 status uh, for both of those schools in terms of education schools. Now, why is that important? Because every one of your teachers in your local K-12 through schools is a graduate of America's education schools. I mean, that's where they get their degrees. That's where they get their certification. So there's this principal transmission from the educational schools delivering critical race theory directly into the bloodstream of America's 
schools through America's teacher training programs. All the pedagogical philosophy, all the curriculum, all of the ideas and techniques that are going to be practiced in your local schools, whether they be Christian or whether they be secular, are coming out of America's education schools, teacher training institutions that are essentially critical race theory indoctrination factories. Now, one major study that's cited in this essay um, says this, a study of the intellectual and pedagogical interests of several thousand education school professors found that upwards to 48% of the teacher training faculty in the top-rated teacher colleges had a research interest in race, diversity, and equity. So half of the half of the faculty are doing their primary research in this area. Now you say, well, that's only half. That's stunning to know that in half of all of the faculty in our top teaching institutions are focused on this particular theory and propagating it. They've produced scores, if not hundreds of books, promoting critical race theory as the result of this research. And those books are being used by publishers to then set the context for everything your kids are going to be taught. There's even a a journal right now, an official uh, educational journal, uh, referee journal, you know, academic piece. It's actually named Whiteness and Education, and it describes its aims this way. Whiteness and Education publishes manuscripts that advance critical understandings of the construction and deployment of whiteness in education. This includes, but is not limited to, critical discussions of white identity, white privilege, white power, and intersectionality. Close quote. Isn't that interesting? Now, do you think that's going to bring about unity or division in the minds of students? Is that going to honor the contributions of our founding fathers, who by definition are guilty of propagating white privilege because of their racism? By definition, they're racist. They can't be anything other than that. Our founding fathers, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Paine, the list goes on and on. Anybody that signed the Declaration of Independence is a is a racist by definition, all right? Now, here's what you need to hear. You need to make no, no mistake about this right now. Critical race theory is openly taught in America's teacher training institutions. You go to the website of any college of education across the land, I don't care where they are, and look at their mission statement, look at their faculty bios, uh, look at the course syllabi of what's being taught at that institution, and you're going to find that it is pervasively laden with critical theory. That's just a fact. And in this essay that I'm using as the context for today's show, it just cites case after case after case after case where critical theory is is the fiber. It's the it's the core. It's it, it's it, it's endemic in all of the curriculum. Western conceptions such as science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, uh, the, these things are even being criticized by critical theory as being laden with white privilege. Because, you know why? They're inherently racist because of their emphasis on reason, evidence, logic, and scientific method. Those things are being attributed to whiteness. I know this all sounds like crazy land talk, but this is what your teachers are being taught before you hire them in your local schools. 
And if they buck the system, they're standing alone, and almost no one has the courage to do so. And most have imbibed the Kool-Aid. That's why you see so many Christian leaders, so many evangelicals out there buying the lie. And then you've got your teachers' unions. I mean, they're awful. You, you, they, um, the, the National Education Association, the NEA, recently declared that it will teach critical race theory in all 50 states and throughout more than 14,000 school districts. Did you hear that? They've said that. They're not hiding it. The National Education Association, the NEA, has said that they want to teach critical race theory in all 50 states throughout more than 14,000 school districts. And they pledged that they would work with organizations such as Black Lives Matter, which is a neo-Marxist organization by definition. They don't apologize for that. That calls for tearing down the patriarchal family and queering the nuclear family of the United States. By the way, if you can hear the thunder in the background, I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a little emphasis to the content of the show. Maybe that's an exclamation point. I don't know. So the bottom line is this. You've got the teacher education institutions. You've got the uh, teachers' unions. And then you've got the consultants. Now, I've got two minutes left in the show. The consultants. These people are snake oil salesmen. They're making a fortune. New York City, for example, its Department of Education re recently, recently spent $23 million, yeah, $23 million on mandatory implicit bias training. Who'd they spend that money with? Somebody got $23 million because of New York City's uh, Department of Education deciding to spend that money. There was an equity workshop where a consultant was hired um, for diversity, equity, and inclusion, $175,000 for the t consultant to come in and uh, do mandatory workshops to disrupt and dismantle systemic racism that defines American society. That's their language. Uh, they actually said this, you are going to have to talk about your power, your privilege. You will need to name your privilege. That was one of the things that was said by this particular consultant. Uh, Lawton County Public Schools in Virginia paid an equity collaborative, <laughs> equity collaborative, snake oil salesman, $422,000 to tell them how racist the school district was. Uh, they include books by Robin D'Angelo, uh, White Fragility, and then they're actually incorporating all of this nonsense from Ibrahim X. Kendi. He got paid $24,000 for a 60-minute Zoom call in Fairfax County. Incredible. Uh, I've talked about the publishers. Uh, they're actually excluding the contributions of black leaders such as Booker T. Washington because Booker T. Washington spoke and wrote about individual responsibility and moral culpability and personal freedom. And they replace him with W.E.B. Du Bois, who was a communist. I could go on and on. I may take another show to cover a few more things. But this is Critical Theory, and this is an excellent essay. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.